Welcome to the fifth episode of the This Is Not An Internet podcast, because that's exactly what it is. It's not an internet, it is a digital workplace. So, Charlotte, are you ready? Yes, I am. My name is Ulrika McGregor, and with me I have... Charlotte Sperling. And in this episode, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Someone who was very important to us in the concept project when we were planning for the implementation. Mm. And the topic of today is change management. A little disclaimer before we start, though. Uh, This is our personal podcast. We do not do this on behalf of Store Enso, which is a company we work for. Um, but we're truly grateful of having an employer that sees the importance of a digital workplace. Okay, so in the last episode, or actually one of the previous episodes, we talked a lot about fears and how change can feel scary to some people. And during the implementation of our digital workplace, we did have a change management plan. <laughs> and it was quite ambitious, yes, I must say, it yes. was quite ambitious. And to our help in the planning, we had uh, this true change management veteran. Uh, his name is Bengt Rubin, and he has joined us for today's show. Welcome, Bengt. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> nice to be here. Uh, it, it's been a while. It's so nice to see you again. And I say that you're a change management veteran. What, what are you doing these days? It's been a while since we met. Well, um, I continue to work uh, with customers on, on the change um, that that is a ongoing need in all aspects, in all kinds of. The of last companies. time I met you, you yeah. were going to retire. Yeah, I you know, obviously I didn't. <laughs> but um, change um, customers that ask me about change, they need uh, this sort of seniority mm-hmm. uh, to uh, well, middle management, age thirty five, forty. So it's not that you are afraid of the change yourself, oh, no, no, or no. retiring, oh, no. no, you Absolutely will manage not. that. Absolutely you can't not. stay away from change, that's yeah. more like it. <laughs> oh no, every day is a change. Uh, when you, the first thing you did for us was you, you pushed all the concept workshops, mm-hmm. that we talked about the, the, the set of people we had in those, we, that we choose very different people, young and old, and people that don't want to be there, and, and you were the ones that really forced everyone through those sometimes quite tough sessions yeah and then after that you were also part of the actual change management team helping us provide a change management plan in in that plan and and how we executed it and and um, looking back on it a bit I mean there were three things that's really sort of you know sticking with us still is that your plan required us to have quite a big budget you also over and over told us to get a bunch of change agents, local change agents, like walking around wearing your orange or yellow t-shirts. And the third one was that you wanted us to work a lot more with our steering group. And the, 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 <laughs> the, the basic fact to is that we failed miserably on all three. Yes. <laughs> but so, so let's take all those three one at a time and sort of talk them through, shall all we? All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, the 
the, when we then got the change plan from you uh, as part of the delivery of the project, it, it um, um, as we saw it, the estimate of hours that you had put in there that we should we should spend or we should have internal resources spend on, on the driving this change of the launch to us or even before the launch as well. Mm-hmm. To us, it was like this ridiculous amount of, of hours. And when we started calculating on internal prices, it was so much money. It was like almost the old project budget once more. Mm-hmm. So we almost did not even reflect on, on even doing <laughs> doing this that you pro- asked us to do or uh, proposed that we should do. Can, do you remember this? I mean, this is a couple of years back. And can you tell us a bit of how you were thinking when, when you said you need all those hours? Yeah, definitely. Um, the reason why you sort of pile up a number of hours, a huge number of hours, is that we are dealing with people here. And people, uh, the human... Uh, the body as a machine has the same capacity as for 50,000 years ago. The brain capacity is the same. Uh, and the brain and the human body as a chemical machine is the same. And that must be considered because you can't just uh, tell someone that he or she should change. He or she must adopt, re- understand this. Um, the other thing is that the human brain is lazy in learning something new. Uh, you need more uh, energy and the uh, the human body is sort of trying to reduce energy cost uh, yeah, for learning new things. So that means that you have to over and over again introduce why you change, what you're aiming for, uh, use the time among your employees throughout the world uh, and that takes time. There are some mm-hmm. early adopters, there are some who doesn't understand at all and who will come in later on during the day. So all the, so all the hours there, they were for all those trade local training sessions or information sessions or... Or individual support to uh, people who are, let us say, new to a digital yeah. platform. So that's that's why. Yeah. And I think the, the thing for us, Ulrika, we just, we had not counted on all the local hours that would be needed when we did the planning? No, we just thought that they would just somehow magically do what they were, that this was part of their job as well. But yeah. of course it's not, it was part of our project, but we didn't quite realize it, yeah. I think. Mm. And, and since we did that not push this, those hours did not happen. No, it's not just to push. I mean, if you have a local change agent or someone who runs it in a local subsidiary, uh, he or she is, uh, some of them are good, some of them are new, mm. they are shy, uh, they can't use the tools that you provide, they need support, so I mean... Mm. I think I'm learning from this, that, that I mean, you, you had it there, we did not push it, uh, we had plans and local agents and stuff like that, but, but this did not go, go through, is that if you don't have really local change changes appointed and mm. projected in terms of what they should do, how much time they should uh, should allocate to this as part of the project. Uh, they will not, I mean, people will not find the time to do what's needed. Mm. They, because if you, everyone has their calendars full, if you sort of think that they will also do this with their left hand, they will not do that. No, it's not and those hours that you predicted that mm. they needed to do, will not take place. And no, there will be no change. No, exactly. So our advice here when it comes to this is, you know, plan big, <laughs> and when you plan it big, double it. Yes. 
That's true. Yes. That's a good solution. <laughs> The next area that stuck with us was this idea about having people locally out in the field, out in the factories and productions and everywhere basically meeting all the employees. And these guys should be wearing colorful t-shirts and really be active in, in walking around and introducing this new tool uh, to everyone. So in particular, I think you mentioned just, just right after the launch, those days were like critical in making people adopt to this change. Can you tell us a bit about about this? Well, the idea is that you have a bunch of students who are hired for this specific purpose mm. that has a charter to sort of spend uh, an hour or so with each and every individual, uh, making sure that he or she is up and running to a certain, um, at least minimum level, mm. and that they have uh, uh, a sort of circular schedule that they come back to them and follow up. And definitely after a period of, say, a few weeks, uh, uh, can present a report to the local change agent that I met these 80 people, they are on this level, and mm. here are some advice on how to continue. Mm. That could be mm. another eight weeks, another four weeks. Um, and not just having them as a shy, helpful student. They must have another attitude, a real charter that they should really have sort of sitting, uh, supporting hours with each and everyone. Mm. Be a little name. bit of a pain, almost. Like well, well, no, uh, no like, a, no like a, a PT, a, f a personal trainer personal at trainer. the gym. Oh, yes. You can see me once a week, once a month, but there is a plan and I will measure how you perform better and better. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, Ulrika, in the last episode we talked about people not filling out their profiles. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the things these people could have done, or the, 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 the mission in the charter would be, you know, once you're done with one person, their profile should be filled out and there should be a photo. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Mm. Easy to follow up. Yeah. Yes. Easy, easy to, like a good threshold also to, mm. to pass yeah. for each individual. The profiling would have been done mm. through that as well. Mm. Mm. That was such good advice, Pinked. <laughs> so, uh, uh, pick a yellow or a red t-shirt. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Actually, nice, nice yeah. Camp. And um, we heard this, but we didn't really follow through. Uh, we, di we certainly didn't push it to our local units. We had it as an example or a proposal, but mm. it only happened in one location, to our knowledge at least. And that's by far the, the organization, at least where we know that everyone got this kind of coaching. Mm. And, and that person was not, that were, they were local people. Yes, not they, students. No, no, they were not hired for this no. particular purpose. I think it was maybe someone from IT, some of communication, walking around doing, but, but they had exactly that task that we talk about now. Went to every computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as you say, they have a good penetration of that. Yeah. that so we kind of know that it works, and I'm just sorry that we didn't do it yes. more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the, the third, third area then was, was about the steering group. Uh, and, and their responsibilities. I mean, during the project, they were on our back all the time, sort of following up what we were doing, handling our escalations, and mm -hmm. da da. And then when we were approaching the end, you banked, you, over and over you said to us that you have to now put pressure on the steering group to make them your ambassadors. They have to do this, and they have to do that, and me and Ulrika, you, we were like, <laughs> ah, mm, really? yeah, sounds good, but hmm. And um, uh, we chickened out. Yeah. We did not dare to 
uh, ask this from them to go out and, and, and preach about uh, the, the system once it was rolled out. We didn't dare to force them to take it to their networks and be those ambassadors that you wanted us to make, turn them into at the end of the project. We just didn't feel that we had the right to ask that of them, I think. And uh, bank <laughs> please. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's a tricky thing. I mean, to me, uh, being external person, watching you running the program, um, is that you were talking a major leap, uh, a real change of, of, of the daily operation for each and every individual. And in saying that, I realized that the steering committee, independent, I, I don't care who, who was in the steering committee, they had to sort of sign in blood that they understood what you meant and also that they walked the talk in their respective areas, mm. uh, yeah. being uh, regional managers or HR managers worldwide or whatever. Because if they don't do that, the local steering committees or the local managers, they, wouldn't, they had no reason to do it. So uh, it's like, uh, it's a tough charter to make them understand and act according to what you had in mind. Uh, because if not, the digital workplace is just another item on the agenda, yeah. like anything else. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a risk. They might uh, get annoyed with you, but uh, mm -hmm. you must take, the, take yeah. the risk. One of the effects that happened that we did not do this is that the rollout very much happened on lower mid-lower mid levels. Mm -hmm. uh, we did not really have top management as, you know, ambassadors that sort of stand out as role models for, for oh. larger par units. We had the local change agents, but they were like on, you know, much lower levels than if, if we had used a steering group mm -hmm. who were much more, how would you say? Um, Powerful. Yes. And, and would have served as much more important role models for bigger units yeah. th that we would have gotten um, higher attention on, on, from higher levels as well. Yeah, because when you, when you, when you tell me now this, I, I would say you were doing a release, a release of a new product yeah. or a new platform or a new uh, something with another functional. You didn't ask for a change here. Because no. that is mentally, mm. skip the products, skip the tools. It's the mental thing yeah. that I, as a senior manager in the group, must convince my colleagues, my managers, on my same level or the same network or my 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 peers that we are in um, on the road for a change here, not just releasing a mm. fancy tool. That's the mistake. Mm. Talk about the change, mm. not about the tool. That's true. <laughs> oh, it hurts a bit still. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, that's, that's why I'm trying to convince you. I mean, you must really face them yes. and push them against the wall a bit and say, we are not releasing something. We are starting a change here. Yes. Are you with us? Yes. Will you walk the talk or yes. not? Because what we wanted was to make everyone work more efficiently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. the whole point. Mm -hmm. This should help people become more efficient in their day, which is exactly what you're now saying, Bengt. It, it, we didn't ask them for change. We asked them to learn how to use the tool. The tool. Mm -hmm. And what was the new digital workplace? What was the aim on the, the yeah. business results? Mm -hmm. that, that's the key. All right. Good luck. <laughs> yes. Carry on. So, so, hindsight, we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
steering group would have been a fantastic combined, you know, work for, for us. Um, and and uh, we'll, we'll do it next time, right, Ulrika? Yes, let's. hope so. <laughs> I hope so. We'll call you, Bengt. Do that. <laughs> Now we've been talking about things that we didn't do right. But I mean, there are actually a few things that we actually did right as well. Some. Some, a few. Although, mm. uh, considering what you just talked about, Bing, so maybe we were more doing uh, release plan activities rather than change management activities. But at least we, we did things. Mm. Uh, so we had the traditional communications activities. We had news articles, online training sessions, video tutorials. Charlotte, you and I, we went to several locations to attend to like open house yes. meetings and, and introducing this new thing that was coming. Um, and all this was actually managed through, through a central change management resource. So, so we, we did support the local mm. communications with generic material that could be tweaked. Mm. And that was also about this having the local um, aspect of it because they know and we don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean this this generic material that we that we produced for them. They were supposed then to translate to local language mm -hmm. using local examples, uh, uh, being told by someone that was trusted locally. Yeah. So and showing on a on a, something that didn't work locally and how this new tool would actually help them solve that. Mm. That was the whole idea. Um, so so the thinking was right, I think, in in a lot of ways, but we didn't. We didn't go to that extent. We no. didn't give them the means to actually uh, complete these. Oh, these and, and really spend all that time on local level. Mm. We just included in the project our resource and then supplying them with the generic material. Mm. We did not plan for the project to include the work to be done yeah. on the local level. Well, I mean, it's two and a half years ago yeah. and it is rolled out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after two and a half years, you pretty much have no choice. Either you already retired, you know, some people retire <laughs> when they get to a certain age. And some have just, they, have, they had to manage, they had to cope in their, their everyday. So it is rolled out and, and working, kicking and alive. It is. And then thankfully, the, the, our work continues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, we are we're actually right now getting another chance because we're working on the Digital Workplace 2.0 uh, mm -hmm. for us and where we are focusing a lot more uh, that is user-centric Mm -hmm. much more simplified than, than what it is today, uh, following up on, on all the feedback we get from the users and, and what we see is happening in, in the outside world. And, uh, and, and Bank, we briefed you a bit about this before we started the, the, the recording of today's episode. And, and knowing this, where we are wanting to go, are there any other advice you, you, you want to share with us? We'll Please. Try, <laughs> try no, I mean, I mean, as you said, you have been... Uh, doing uh, so good in so many aspects here but and just to continue to build from where you are but do it more on the individual basis i mean we talked about the t-shirt guys in red t-shirts you can bring them in also at this level mm -hmm. to make uh, to sort of uh, continue the wave of change to new levels to more functionality per person and also include things that are you can steal and borrow from what other companies do in uh, funny movies on YouTube or, uh, mm. or rewards or uh, whatever uh, and also measure it mm. so that for an specific group say of 100 people uh, there is a um, level of, uh, of, of use users or usability or functionality in January and what will it be in December 
so that you can sort of document a, a performance change mm -hmm. for each and every one. Define the metrics. What is mm -hmm. the minimum level? What is the maximum level? How much should they add during a year? And then document. Mm -hmm. You mentioned there in the beginning awards. What, could you give us an example? What, what could that be? Well, it could be just uh, like uh, the, all, the, all the games you have on the, on the computers or telephones, mobiles. A, a hooray or a, a, a flash or a, a medal or whatever. Something that tells you that you have done a good job. It's like training dogs. It's, it's as easy as that. Mm. Mm. And also, when they go from one level to another, that you also recommend next step. A person that sort of add a number of applications or functionality that you don't leave them. You, you, uh, you advise them on how to continue. What is the next step on the path? Mm -hmm. So that is on an individual level. But that, that is doable for a small group. That's doable if you have a local uh, t-shirt guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that, is, that is what I would do. Mm -hmm. it, it must be funny to learn. It yes. must be funny to change. Well, the thing is that you learn new things if it's f um, the, the lust is involved yeah. here. Then you have to do it. Yeah. Not, and if someone from head office tells you yeah. you should, yeah. then you say, no. But if you say, hey, it's funny to do this. Yeah. Because I don't think we can. I mean, we don't have. A f we can't spend a lot of money. No, on no, no. It's not that buying it's, them stuff. It's not that mm -hmm. they, you get attention yeah. if you improve your sort of digital workplace uh, use uh, with more applications or new tools mm. or skills, yeah. whatever uh, that you are recognized here. Mm. And that could be in a funny way, like the games that you reach yeah. a new level. Yeah. No money involved. No candy. No nothing like that. No wine. <laughs> so we've, we've reached the end of this episode and I must say many thanks Bengt for taking the time to come here and, and join us as a guest on this podcast it's I mean, a pleasure <laughs> to, to go back and, and review what we did those a couple of years ago and help us also with some good ideas about what to do for the future so this has been really really fun talking to you again and thank you to all of you who have been listening uh, and we hope that you will stay with us. The next episode will be about how we have found social features to actually work in an enterprise environment. There will actually be, be a quite fun example from uh, how one of our Finnish uh, colleagues in communications urgently needed help with a Norwegian translation of a text and how she found that through, through social feature. Exactly, within minutes. Yes. But we'll tell you more about that next time. So you know where to find us. We're on all the different podcast uh, apps. So subscribe and we'll meet again. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.